Hello, it's Mike and Andy. Welcome to the Vox World Headquarters in Brea, California. We're here doing our best NPR impersonation. Pete Schwetti is here with us. Hello. To talk about... How you doing? Well, we won't, we won't say. <laughs> but I don't want to make a... I don't want to make a... Your muff episode. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Good morning. Mike and Andy here. Uh, glad you're with us and uh, happy whatever day you're listening to this to you. It is, hold on, weather check for Brea, California. Oh, let me see. Sunny and 70. Um, and uh, dang. Tank top weather. For Andy. For Mikey, <laughs> not so much. Um, I want to hide. I want to ha- hide the tank uh, behind the top. And so, um, <laughs> or... Or hide the top behind the tank. Either way. Yeah, there we go. Um, That's what I'm talking about. So, so my brothers and sisters, hello. We are uh, so excited to be with you again. Um, we're found at voxpodcast.com. If you're interested for old episodes, like us on Facebook. We have a Vox Podcast Facebook page that um, we also put live Q&A on Facebook Live that we do, and it's archived there. Uh, and then we've got a, a little church, voxoc.com. Uh, and then lastly, we've got um, incredible Patreon supporters. And so you can join them if you'd like. And, and uh, there's some free stuff you can get uh, for as little as $5 a month. And that, let me just say right now, that $5 a month, um, that supplies Andy's coffee. Um, <laughs> that is literally, we have 30 of those. And that's coffee for every day for Andy, just to try to keep up with, yeah, uh, just to keep with up. the sharp mind of yours truly. Now, yep. Gives me the ability to buy twenty dollar bags of coffee. <clears throat> Thanks, perfect, guys. perfect. Um, yeah, it's not cheap coffee, guys. Come no, on, no, no, uh, no. So, so welcome. If you're a new listener, um, we are we're, we're a podcast that's been around for about a year and a half, and 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 we try to our our sort of internal tagline is we want to talk about anything, and uh, we want to talk about politics and religion and and other dumb stuff, and and what we mean is. There's nothing too sacred um, for us to to talk about, or nothing too sort of out there. And uh, one of the really fun things that we do is, at least for me, on on my fun scale, is we get a lot of interaction. And um, so I'm always I, I love the questions we get and and uh, the emails we receive. And so thank you for all of that. We're very honored to do this, and we don't uh, we feel very privileged to be a part of your life. I want to talk about something we talked a little bit about um, at our at our church service uh, last Sunday, uh, but I want to kind of broaden it out a little bit, and and that is I want to I want to talk about a theology of aging, hmm. and um, I ha- I have just turned um, thirty two. <laughs> Um, Andy's several years older than I am. Mike is and, actually Benjamin Button. Yes, so I'm, I'm he was going back. Thirty-three last year. I know it's amazing. Uh, no, I'm 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 well older than that. Uh, but but it's something you know. I'm not just thinking about because uh, I'm experiencing it personally. Uh, I'm I experience it looking at Andy. I mean, he's aging literally before my eyes uh, from from the abuse of coffee. Uh, but I'm also <laughs> I'm also thinking about it. Because of, of what it represents um, in our community, one of the core convictions of our church is, um, what did I say? Oh, I'm also thinking about it as it relates to our core community. Did I say that? Yeah. Okay, I don't remember. Uh, one of the core convictions of our church is that we want to invest in the next generation, and that requires a certain sort of view of aging that is very uncommon to uh, the way of uh, the way we look at aging kind of in American culture. So... I want to build a bit of a theology of aging, and and the, this first bit 
is uh, taken from a sermon I heard years ago, man. And, it, and it's, it's a play on different words for new. There are two different Greek words for new. And so I'll get into this by, by using a verse, but this stuff isn't original to me. I mean, you know, I think you can all, all kind of assume that. But um, in 2 Corinthians 4, um, it says, Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So, um, the, the word renew and renewing us day by day is anakenu. Ana means again, and kenu or kenos is one of the Greek words for new. So, the idea is that we're being new again. So, the, the, mm. the teaching is we are being new again day by day. God is making us each new again, and then again, and then again. And the next day it's new again, and the mm. next day it's new again, and the next day it's new again. And that's why we're not losing heart. He's making us new again. Now, in Greek, there are two different words that get translated new. Um, one is related to the word that we were just looking at, and it's kainos. And then one is uh, neos. And I, I'm sure I'm butchering these uh, pronunciations in my Midwestern Greek style. <laughs> um, neos uh, is new in relationship to time. So it's like current it's newly born. It's fresh. When we say newborn, this is the neos is what we mean. It's okay. like like a new it, day, like yeah, in that kind of. It, it's 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 in relationship to time. Mm -hmm. So it's the most current thing. So this is a new podcast okay. in, in relationship to the last podcast okay. we did. It'll be the most current. You know, when somebody gets uh, is new on the scene, they they mean they're the most current thing. They're brand new. Right? Did, yeah. you know, does that make sense? Yep. So, so you know, it's uh, ten twelve, um, and uh, ten eleven uh, has gone by. Ten twelve is new, you know, in terms of the uh, in terms of my clock. Okay, makes sense. Yes. So it's the latest in a long line of things as it relates to linear time. Got it. So um, how old something is, you know, that's an expression of ne neos. Okay. Um, the, an expiration date kind of time, right? So if, you, if you're like, hey, are these eggs new? You're asking about, all right, how recently uh, did we purchase these things? You're, yes. Are they safety? Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. I right. follow. Kanos or Kanos. I, man, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pronounce these things like eight different ways as I go through. <laughs> Nea, Neos, Neos, and Kanos. Neos and Kanos. Let's go Neos and Kanos. All right, I'll all try right. that one. It's new in relationship to something different, which is the kind of the redemptive purposes of God. It's, um, it's, not, it's, it's not connected to time. Um, uh, something, so, so the contradiction is something can be very new in terms of time and yet be stale. So here's a new band with the same sound. Yes, okay. Here's a, here's a new Marvel movie, but it just has the same plot. Yes. Right? Okay. So one's qualitative in terms of time, but one's quantitative in terms of substance. Okay. Right? Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So um, uh, it may, it, it's, maybe it's new in terms of neos, the idea that um, it's current, but, but it's not new in terms of kainos. There, there's nothing new about it. Right. It's like, the, like you said, the quality, the quality has not changed. It's basically the same quality. We've seen it before. Yeah, it's a We've repeat. seen this plot before. We've, sure. seen this, we've seen this thing before. 
So, so, but, but something who can, something that can be very old in terms of time can also be in at that exact moment. It can be in some surprising new way, redemptive and unexpected and life-giving and surprising. Yes. Right. Yes. There, you know, so, so, um, uh, you think of, uh, vintage, um, records or vintage music. It's okay, old, sure. but man, there's something about it. There's something deep to it that's fresh, mm-hmm. no matter how often you hear it. You know, it, 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 we, we use words like it holds up. Yeah, the quality is more, there's a relevance to the quality because in digital, it's going with your metaphor. If you go with an MP3 file, which is like a tiny file, right. the actual audio quality of it is substantially less compared to a tube amp that plays your vinyl records i mean right. it could sound new because if you've never experienced right. that sound right. it's new to you you're right. like i've never experienced audio sound in this but quality that's, well, no, no, that, no, but that's so still that, time okay interesting so that that's still a time thing okay i'm talking about that that indefinable quality where something holds up over time okay and gets fresher over time Okay. So, so, um, so, so, you know, there, there are just some, we call them classic movies, okay. right? They're not new, okay. but they're new. There's so, their freshness so is wine, to them. So is wine? Wine could be an is, example. Is a better example? Okay. So, so, um, it, it, and, and, and often, again, I mean, this is a bit fuzzy. So, so let me play with this a little bit. Yeah. Because when, when we think about aging, we think of, we think purely in terms of Neos, um, uh, Neos, <laughs> whatever decision I, I made about how I was going to pronounce that, um, whatever is cl- uh, most current is most relevant. Whatever is is newest on the scene in terms of time. Mm-hmm. So we honor youth. Right? We worship youth. That's Neos' view of time. It's yeah. like it's like the 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 thing that's the youngest is the thing that's the coolest. Yes. Right? It's not it's a view of time, but it's a judgment around that time that says, no no no, the longer you live through life, the the least the the less relevant you become. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's the neos view. It's the it's what's it's what's new in the neos way that is important and what's old in the neos way that's what's unimportant. Yes. Whereas the scripture opens up the possibility that you can be old in terms of time but fresh and new and unexpected and surprising. Yes. Make sense? Yeah, I got that. Okay, we got that. Yeah. Now. Uh so you you have this incredible picture uh, in the scriptures of of a, a, a kind of different view of newness. That's why Paul can say we're outwardly wasting away and yet we're inwardly being renewed day by day. So there are older people who are old in terms of time and yet there's something about them that's fresh and vibrant and alive and new mm-hmm. in that completely different way. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and, and there's something about Something about being young in terms of neos time that can still be stale and trite and superficial sure. and shallow. Yeah. And 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 so the scriptures call that call that kainos. The idea that 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 new can't doesn't always relate to something that's youngest or something related to time. You can be new and be old. Yeah. Right? You can be fresh and be old. Like like that's a whole different way. Of, uh, of viewing it. Because in our world, what happens when you're no longer Neos, 
right? Um, it's why you're like the band sophomore project is always harder than their freshman project, <laughs> right? So they're they're like, yeah. and here's Pearl Jam sophomore effort, you know, versus oh, it holds up, awesome, the right. sophomore jinx, right? Right, right. Um, why? Because your neos. And then you're gone. Mm -hmm. You're Neos, and then you disappear. You're mm -hmm. Neos, and then something replaces you, and that's Neos. Sure, makes sense. Because yeah. there's always something you, you you always age out. Yeah, in that view of the world. Well, I, but I, I I love where you're going with that though too, because like the even the time frame between a freshman and a sophomore like release in that example, it's all compressed time. You you have an infinite like lifetime to write your first record. Right. So like the amount of transformation, the amount of experiences, the amount of things that come into that thing happening is littered with so much oh, stuff. So much. Then you hit sophomore and you're trying to compress all these experiences to sound original again right. in, a t in a tighter time frame. And that almost, is, to me, is a better snapshot of what you said with Neos, where it's like, it's technically a young record right. because you're trying to like all of a sudden spring off of this really original Compressed. piece. Right. So it just doesn't, it lacks all of the quality That's that right. a first record's naturally going to have. Right. And so there's this fleeting glimpse of, of Neos, right? That right. bands have that movies have it's like you're there you're gone it's a splash it's yep. like 15 minutes fashion of trends same 15 thing. minutes of fame yep. right it's i mean everything's like that. we talk about a has-been yep somebody who's a has-been they were once this but now they're this i mean this this infects the way we look at everything mm -hmm. right pop culture um uh the way we 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 do church the way that we see uh, ourselves as getting older right mm -hmm. and that being a bad thing yeah and so there's the theology of aging that's based on um kanos the 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 view that you can be older and still be new mm -hmm. and renewed um and uh and and so and it's funny i mean it, in, in the biblical view um old age is a gift it's not a curse old age is a victory not a defeat mm. old age is it, you know your body's going to break down. There's nothing shocking about the idea that your body starts breaking down after you've been here a long time. Yeah. And uh, in the scriptures, um, the idea is that, that you have more to give the older mm -hmm. you get. But, mm -hmm. but in the Neos view of American culture, right, the older you get, I mean, there's a place for you in Florida where... where <laughs> or Palm Springs. At that, yep, exactly, for, yeah. for Californians, where at the precise time you have the most wisdom and the most time and sometimes the most resources, we expect you to go hang out with people just like you off away from the busy world where th real things are getting done mm -hmm. to be retired uh, and to just kind of be out to pasture yeah and um and just to putter around your little garden and to play some shuffleboard and complain about whether or not your golf carts sure. working or not i mean and and that is such a tragedy for not only culture that needs the the meshing of generations but the church yeah. who actually reinforces this mm -hmm. also go ahead okay so i wanted to ask because after we had this uh teaching on sunday um, well, this is new. No, this Don't is great. Don't you say this? No, no, not this teaching. Don't I'm you saying judge this one. <laughs> my question was when we talk about this, what the scripture talks about. I'm, right. What I felt like I couldn't grab onto is, is it a prescriptive text that's encouraging us that this is how we should look at life, or was culture actually like that at the time? Both. And okay, that's both. That's what I wanted. Of course, in in ancient Near Eastern cultures, life expectancy was a, was was different. Of course. And there was great honor given to the patriarch or the matriarch of the family. And that aging was seen as wisdom. But I, but I think what this indicts is the prescriptive texts 
that are also in the scriptures about what it is to honor okay. the generation before us Great. and for the generation before us to honor and bless the generations that are coming behind. Okay. So what I'm trying to recapture is yes, some of the culture for sure, because it's a much it's a much healthier view of aging than what we have. Okay. And to combine it with a bit of the prescriptive stuff about honoring your mother and father, investing the next generation, and so on. Okay, so great. that's a great question. Okay. So um, so it really is. I mean, if if you're if you're here if you're hearing this and you you're older, and you're thinking. Um, that you have nothing to say to younger folks. Now, I don't mean the kind of nagging, criticizing thing. Yeah, I got to tell that. I got to straighten that. No, no. I mean like <laughs> investing. I mean a wisdom. I mean blessing. That's what I'm talking about. That's naos thinking, right? It infects us. So the generations are infected with this. So the younger generation looks at the older generation and says irrelevant, out of touch, nothing to, nothing to say to me. The older generation looks at the younger generation and says entitled, Right? I mean, they think they know it all. Wait mm-hmm. till they see their mistakes, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and, and there's judgment going both ways because they've both been infected with this view of time that is not true. Yeah. And so um, you do, your life does not have to be a progressive slide into irrelevance. It just it does not have to be that. So um, there is uh, an entirely different view of aging in the scriptures. Like, uh, I love this um, Psalm 92. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree planted in the house of the Lord. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock. There is no wickedness in him. So the idea is the Neos view renders them old. The Kainos view renders them new and fresh and green. Hmm. And I've been around people like this, Hmm. right? I have, I have older people in my life who are exactly this way. The yeah. older they get, the fresher they are. Yeah. They, they're, they're less brittle. They take more risks. They're more full of blessing. They're more encouraging. They're more giving. Mm. And I've been around people who are the opposite. Right. That the the older they get, the older they get. Yeah. I would, and I love that. I love that uh, simile too, or yeah. even that metaphor. Like if, um, and this is for those of you that don't know, which many of you don't, I have a certain obsession with palm trees specifically. Oh boy. So it's like, they are, I mean, just one of the most sustainable survivalist trees that are out there. Oh, I mean, boy. like they survive with tiny amounts of water. Okay. I mean, like they can, okay. they can bear fruit in all okay. kinds of conditions. Okay. So like that particular cultural reference is incredible because if, if you're hearing that and you're around the Middle yes. East and you're seeing palm trees, you realize, I mean, we're talking about like the grandfather, like sustainable power tree amongst so much other like um, ecology and agriculture that's, right. that's around. So, I mean, that's such a strong actual metaphor to reference life because yeah. of how sustainable that tree is when yeah when they will still bear fruit in old age yeah. neos and they will stay fresh and green canos mm-hmm. canos yeah. right i mean man that is so freaking cool and that's mm-hmm. just not that's not an option held up for the older generation right or respected by the younger generation i mean i love the idea that you can be grow older and still be full of curiosity and wonder um, and wide open, you know, it's, it's, you haven't become more brittle, um, that you literally, you can be renewed each day. Um, you can be made new again tomorrow and new again the next day and the next day and the next day. And still you are uh, old, but you're producing fruit. People describe you as fresh. 
even though you're in your 70s and your 80s. I mean, this, I've been around people like this. And so it's possible I've seen it. But we've so bought into um, a Neos view. If it's new, it's relevant. If it's old, it's irrelevant. Um, but, but there's something about like the palm tree that's been there for generations, you know, the, 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 the village elder, you know, that the, there's a substance to them yeah. that's new that has nothing to do with their age. Mm-hmm. So, so in the idea, you know, and, and, and the funny thing is I live at Brea, there, there are a ton of Asian, uh, families, uh, in the place that I live, which I, I absolutely love. I love that we're not, um, in a white enclave. And, and one of the interesting things about uh, that I've observed about Asian families is that the older Asian folks are are usually really really limber, and um, and they stretch and they and they're very they um, <laughs> I think that was Hannah and, uh, and 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 it's kind of this beautiful picture like the older people should be more flexible and the younger people more brittle but in actuality it's kind of the 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 reverse because of the right. neos view we've got of culture yeah where the older people are more flexible and the uh, or the older people are, are less flexible and more brittle and the younger folks are less brittle and more flexible and it just strikes me as such a tragedy mm-hmm. because the, it results in such intergenerational tension and so we want to recapture kind of a canos view of of aging yeah that's the theology of aging we want to talk about that you can be old and you can still be fresh you can be fading away and you can still be being renewed day by day i mean that's what we're talking about yeah so um to summarize some of the like major themes about aging in the scriptures yeah you've got old age is a virtue and a blessing it's a gift from god it's not a curse um uh ripe old age is is was considered in biblical times like one of the most important blessings giving to a person and with it came huge responsibility mm-hmm. so if you were old there was much expectation on you yeah to be sharing wisdom and rendering judgments and helping people sift and sort through their lives and their decisions and marriages and i mean there was a ton of expectation because you were the one that had been victorious you've been the one that's seen it all yeah. you've been the one that you know, lived through the famine and you lived through the, the plague and you lived through the, 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 you know, the, the warring villages next door. I mean, you've, you've seen it all yeah, and you've learned to be flexible. You've learned to not be brittle. And so it's, it's, it's fascinating, um, to see how the elderly in, in the scriptures were to be honored. And so you have this idea, I mean, our modern society says, People reach their uh, most desired phase or peak phase in their early 20s. Hmm. You know, you're college, you can experiment, you've got free time, you're this, you're that, you know. And then uh, they are thought to begin the downward journey <laughs> of being over the hill. Uh, um, over the hill is 25. Is that what we're saying yeah, now? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but in the Hebrew scriptures, um, the pinnacle of a person's life is in their old age. And that's why the Bible is so like, if you read the Old Testament, it's like so full of, and this person lived to be this many yeah. years. And this, and they, there was no embarrassment about that. It was actually a celebration. Every year you got older was a celebration. Yeah. It wasn't mourning. It wasn't, it wasn't grieving. It wasn't like lamenting youth. It was like, man, another gift, another gift. Um, yeah. Can, it, can I, uh, can I, can I share a Bible story that is oh like, boy. that I, I, 
I remember this and I loved this when I heard it because it inspired Bible. me to look forward to being older okay. like, or that I would become like this when I'm older was um, the moment after uh, it's in Joshua 14 Caleb. and Caleb and Joshua, right? And like, uh, you know, Caleb says in the scripture, I'm still strong today as the day Moses sent me out. Which was 40 years before. Right. And I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. Um, so then he, what he does is he asks for a particular land inside of Canaan where there's still war going on. He's like, so now give me this hill country that the Lord promised me that day. You yourself heard that then that the uh, Anakites were there and their cities were large and fortified, but the Lord helping me, I will drive them out just as he said. Yep. And he's saying that currently, not like it had happened, but as, rather he's like 75 years old or something. Uh, and he's saying... He's, no, no. He's in his 80s. He's in his 80s. So here's the story. Yeah. Can I, let the Bible guy do a little bit of work with yeah. your, your your take here. I Because this was the verse I had prayed over me when I turned 40. So I had a crew of friends pray this verse over me, and um, and so far it's not working. Um, <laughs> we gave you the land of Brea, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, not not a lot of warfare going on. Um, no, but the idea is there were twelve. So Israel was delivered out of slavery. Uh, they were taken to a promised land, the, the land that God had promised them. Twelve spies were sent into the land to check it out. Ten of them. Uh, came back with very fearful news. There's no way we can take these guys. They're like huge. We're like grasshoppers. They're giants in the land. There's no way. Even though God had said, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. Caleb and Joshua. Caleb comes back and says, dude, we got these guys, <laughs> right? God's with us. Come on, let's go kick some A yep. and let's take some names. Yeah. Well, the whole Israelite community is um, is swayed by the fear and so they choose not to go in, although they rush in later without God's blessing, get slaughtered. And so they wander for 40 years. Um, as a result, uh, God said, okay, the only two people out of this current generation that are going to walk into that land are Joshua and Caleb, because they actually trusted me. Mm -hmm. Well, it's it's been 40 years. Caleb's now 85. And that's his famous line. They're back at the land now with all these whippersnappers who didn't see what God did in Egypt because the whole generation that did is dead. <laughs> and he's like, I feel more power now than I did when I was 40. Yeah. And um, and you're like, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Is that possible? Now, it's not physical power. Uh, that that Now, he might have been meaning physical power. And again, people back then seemed to live a much longer time. But we would also reframe it in terms of this Kainos view. It's it's spiritual power, emotional power, mental power. Like, yes, of course, we get debilitated as we get older. That is natural. That's part of the curse. That's part of the fall. Done. The Bible never shies away from that. But there, there are these examples of people who were very, very old, and yet they were very, very new. Mm -hmm. So Simeon and Anna, when, when, when Jesus is presented in the temple as an infant, these are people who've been for years in the temple yearning for the Messiah. And they get to speak some of the first prophetic words over Jesus and, and that are captured in the Gospels, right? You, you, yeah. have, you have example after example of people who um, were used greatly by God because, precisely because they were old. And uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So I love that. The Caleb one dude is a great, great right. example. And, yeah. that, and that's, you know, as I age into my 30s, Hannah, don't Hannah, do not laugh. Keep walking. <laughs> um, uh, I want that. I want that. Yeah. I, I want there to be something that replaces physical strength. Mm. That um, you know, and, and that spiritual strength. That's that's emotional strength. There's something to be built up. You know. Mm -hmm. 
So, um, and that's why the in in the scriptures the emphasis is never on reaching someone's prime physically. Yeah, what's that? Everybody sure. has that's neos that you have that and it's gone. Rather, it's to become a spiritually prime or a mentally or emotionally in your prime. And so, so people didn't fear old age, but they welcomed old age optimistically. Um, one of the sages um, said, old age uh, was not a defeat, but a victory, not a punishment, but a privilege. Um, how welcome, so this is one of the sages, how welcome is old age, the aged are beloved by God. Thus, in the Hebrew community, elderly were not thought of, of people who would outlive their usefulness. They were not made to feel that they ought to apologize for being alive. Aging was cause for celebration indeed. Now, think about the significance of mm. the older, the better. Yeah. Just that line, the older, the better, is so compelling to me. Mm. Um, uh, and you have responsibility with that, as we've said. I mean, there was this incredible passage in, in, uh, in the Psalms when it says, Do not cast me away when I'm old. Do not forsake me when my strength is gone. Even when I'm old and gray, do not forsake me until I've told the next generation of, of your deeds. Mm. Like that was, it wasn't just old and awesome. It was old and awesome with responsibility, right? You had, you had stuff to do that was unbelievably important. Yeah. Not only that, but part of the biblical commandment was to honor your mother and father and to show respect to the elderly. Why? Honoring your mother and father wasn't written to kids. That was written to adult Hebrews. Okay, that wasn't okay. written to kids. That was written to adult Hebrews. And, to, and, and it reinforced this Kainos view that whether your parents are honorable or not, you were to show them honor. Why? Well, mm. first, God used them to bring you into the world. Secondly, um, that was one of the ways you honored God was by honoring the authorities placed over you, even when they were not perfect. Mm. And so there's a difference between honoring the position of mother and father and honoring the reality of mother and father. And we can talk more about that another time. But that's central to that command was that adult Hebrews honor their mother and father, not children, but adults. This was who, remember, this was written to the adult community okay, of Israel. Yeah. Not only that, but there were commands to revere the elderly. Why? Because they were worthy of reverence just by being elderly, yeah. right? Their old age was, was, was um, worthy of honor, and you honored them simply for being old. Right, that was yeah. victory and and seen as blessing, and I mean I just think that you know and and one way of judging people was how they treated the elderly, mm. and so you have you have examples where people were disrespectful to the elderly and were judged and punished by God. Right, I mean it was just like that. It was it was God, one of the ways God refracted his um, his authority to people was through the elderly and through your parents. And again, we're not talking about perfect. We're just talking about how, you know, that, that's an expression of authority and submission. And so you were to honor that. Um, there was this massive expectation in the Hebrew scriptures that you would care for the elderly and um, that you would personally ensure that the elderly you that are part of your family were well taken care of. Mm -hmm. There was, um, you know, and, and, and that even though they were... Um, 
that the, the elderly had spent their time pouring into you financially and then you would pour into them and that you would live together with them and serve them and bless them. And it wasn't seen as a curse. It wasn't seen as an imposition. It was seen as part of the way the generations loved each other, hmm. that the younger generations took care of the older generations as their bodies broke down and became feeble. Yeah. And that the older generation provided wisdom and sanctuary and peace and grace to the younger generation that was providing for them physically. So it was this exchange of the physical passion and idealism and energy of the young for the um, non-physical, but yet spiritual, relational, mental um, power. Oh, mama, don't leave. I got something for you. Um, uh, here you go. This, uh, this little machine needs to go back. I know, I know, I love you. But Justy's here today. Hannah's here today. So this is a beautiful, in the 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 Brock the the no 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 the Vox headquarters. P pause this for a second. Okay. I don't know the answer. Huh? Yeah, I'm gonna take this back today. Maybe I know, I know. Maybe it needs to go back today. It would be a huge. Why favor. does it need to go back today? Because that's that was the agreement. I love you. That's the address. It's just on Lakeview. Huh? No, this stays. Well, you handed that to me. I'm sorry. Hey, I love you. Don't don't be frustrated. <laughs> okay, I love you. Hey. Hi, B. Hi. Okay, sorry about that. No worries. You want to... Um... No, just start, because I'll just cut it out. Okay. Yeah, you're fine. Okay. So, so there was a massive... You know, expectation that that the younger would take care of the older, and the exchange is of strength, physical strength for wisdom, mm -hmm. mental strength, right? Uh, for perspective, for I mean, and that was the beautiful way mm. the generations were to, to right. relate back yeah. in the in the scriptures. So, um, and and in fact, I mean, there there's this great you know that aged literally was related to the word for wisdom that you were naturally wise because of what you lived through. And yeah. you know, for those of us that have grandparents still alive, I mean, man, that's, to hear some of those stories, Right. I mean, it's pretty, it's absolutely crazy. That's really interesting, because I think this day and age, we tend to over-intellectualize the concept of wisdom. You know, we don't like tie, yes. we don't tie it into the practicality of age. We would assume, like, well, because of so much age, you would have wisdom. See, and see when, you're, when you're young, all you see is neos. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, yes, the small group movement, the uh, seeker-sensitive movement, the, I'm talking in Christian terms, uh, the... Um, um, uh, missional movement, and uh, and then I, I'm sitting with a 75 year old theologian that's just like you know the, all of these have been here before. They've all gone away. I've been replaced by these things. This all just is circular. Don't get caught up in the fads, right? And right. and and I mean perspective is the word we use for something like that. That's a form of wisdom. Just the mm. hey, I've seen it before, and don't get don't get caught up in this. Right. This is this is just a flash. This is superficial. This is neos. This is not kainos. So, so yes, it's very practical. Wisdom doesn't always mean Yoda. Wisdom mm. doesn't mean guru. Wisdom just means sometimes, let me just tell you stories about what I've seen in my life. And those stories give perspective. And that perspective mm -hmm. gets transferred into, oh my goodness, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. This, so this isn't new. Yeah. I thought it was new because it was Neos. No, 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 no. This was actually, this is stale. This has all been done before. Mm-hmm. So yes, I love that, Andy. There is a very commonsensical, you know, like my my <laughs> my mom has all these great sayings that her family <laughs> used, like, how you doing? Finer than frog hair. Don't know what that means. Um, my favorite, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. Okay. I love that. That's been my <laughs> life's motto. 
Uh, you know, there, there's this sense of, I mean, it, just this homespun sort of wisdom and colloquial language and that represents ties to previous generations. You know, mm. I mean, just think it's so beautiful. Mm. So um, part of what we're, part of the reason I'm, I want to go over this is, is the NEOS view inhibit, inhibits us from enjoying the life we're given. I've talked to lots of young people who, listen to me talk, lots of younger people who, when I say something like, you know what, I really love my 40s, like my 40s have been great, um, they're, they're shocked and they're excited to hear that, yeah. you know, because they're mourning even the exit of their teens. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're such, and you're like, no, no, life gets better. I mean, it gets, life gets better. <laughs> it just does. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yes, there are health challenges and yes, there are, there are all kinds of things that happen in terms of, you know, it attacks the idols that we've got. Um, and, uh, and yet there's this freshness that, that is, uh, we have the opportunity to receive, hmm. you know, if we, if we get this right, yeah. that, that never makes us irrelevant, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the people that I find relevant who are in their 70s and 80s are, are simply the people who are so wide open to the things of God, still curious. And it doesn't matter if they walk well or not, or if their face has been cut up because of cancer or whatever it is, right? That's irrelevant. It, right. There's something, there's substance to them. They're, they're old, but they're new. Yeah. And, um, and, and we want to hold out that possibility. That just doesn't happen, right? There's something that, that we participate in that, that helps form that in us. And, and, and the way that starts is by repenting of the Neos view, repenting of the cult of youthful attractiveness, of, of, of repenting of the idea that the, 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 the best demographic out there is the 25 to 45-year-old, you know, that mm-hmm. advertisers target or whatever yeah. it is, right? That there's something better. And in fact, there was a study done. I tried to find it and I couldn't. But there was a study done. The title of it was, it was called A U-Shaped View of Happiness. Hmm. And it was based on research on, um, on attitudes towards happiness that it, it, your happiness is like started very, very high when you were in your teens, you know, early 20s, and then it plummeted until you hit middle age. Hmm. And then it bottomed out. So, you know, in midlife crisis. Midlife crisis, yeah. Right. And then, and then if, you, if you handled that in a healthy way. Now, so what some people try to do is they, they try to go backwards hmm. and they try to, you know, get back to their teens, you know. Sure. But if you handle that the right way, it bends upward like the other part of a U. And so that literally your happiness increases the older that you get. So that by the time you are 50s, 60s, 70s, you're some of, those are some of the happiest days in your life. Why? Because, um, because of the freedom you have, because of what you've learned and the roots you've developed. I mean, blah, 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 blah. Right. But it was just an interesting, an interesting counterpoint that's not a biblical view, but, but it just kind of reinforces yeah. this idea that, that, that um, we don't have to consider old as bad. Yeah. You know, old can be good. And so, you know, I love the the vintage movement among our hipsters to say, no, no, there, there's something there. It's good to read <laughs> books written by people that are dead. It's good to listen yeah. to music, you know, sung by people who aren't here anymore. Yeah. That kind of thing. What are you thinking as a hipster? I, I'm just thinking <laughs> it it's we're in an interesting epidemic of like, I think, American culture, though, like where I think there's there's two issues. A, there's the generation before me that 
in my whatever i might say that's gen x and technically a part of it a little bit ahead but like the the massive boom of independence right of like kind of this big life independent movement the nuclear family like have your own home have your own stuff really be like sole provider like everything is is really it's not clan it's not dependency on the family you have around you so you're gleaning wisdom from peers from those succeeding in business from those succeeding in organizational success i mean that's like that was the boom of the 80s was like all the business guru all of like here's how to be successful etc 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 what's interesting it seems the backswing is that this generation slightly behind me with millennials is that in f in ways that they were trying to glean wisdom from that movement it seems like there's nothing there yeah so they're having to almost like you know they're they're crying out for collaboration they're crying out for mentor they're crying out for that thing and it seems like they have to go like in this weird way go backwards to older content to stuff that existed prior to 80s 70s 60s like you know 19 early 19th century or 20th century then and then it's it seems like there's this really fascinating solution right in front of us where we've got this generation there that actually has all of this incredible formative wisdom and it 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 seems like in this next generational swing where that generation's gone right i'm going to be so curious to see what happens because of the our older generation will be from this very independent type of generation so it's like are we going to take care of them and is there going to be the return of wisdom and and that really deep millennial desire of mentorship and all of that is that going to actually come to fulfillment that's right so it's just and it and it seems very american because of just the whole independent movement of america i mean because we're not considering middle eastern culture like you know asian culture all of those cultures that are actually still very clan and honor shame based that's right that's right yeah and there and i was it's funny i had dinner last week with about 20 20 somethings and and they were all talking about mentoring and and you know would love that but yet there's a lot of fear on that side because you know what what do i have in common one girl said what do i have in common with you know 40 year old married couple well that's a neos view right right that's not true uh, another one said um i don't want to be a burden on anybody their lives are also busy i don't want to be a burden on anybody i mean there was but there was this fear that was like yes it's what we want and yet and then i talked to older folks who are like they don't want to hear from us um uh what is it what do i have as a 50 something in common with somebody that's you know instagramming and tweeting all day right i mean there's yeah. just so much of, mm. of fear that keeps us locked into and that fear i think comes from this neos view of of and, and the judgment that it convinces us that are true right old is bad young is good latest is greatest latest is greatest absolutely um and uh and so there there's just a sense of uh repenting i think that both sides need to do where we work to we work hard to embrace an entirely different view of aging mm. and and that means the older folks not being ashamed that they're old not being ashamed that that they need help not being ashamed that they have health issues they want to talk about not being ashamed to be a burden on their family because they've been the they've been the leader and supporter of the family for years right right and believing that they have something to say but again it's not it's not that it's not a something that is is the criticizing the you know you stand at the door and you're just muttering against all the neighbors kind of saying things. Right. No, no, it's it's more like I have something to offer. 
What is it? Your life, your experience, your story, what you've learned, what you've gleaned. And for a lot of folks, we don't even know it until we're wrestling with somebody, with somebody who's younger, wrestling with issues. And we're like, oh, yeah, I remember when I was this age, I did this and this was the thing. And it was, you know, yeah. there's just there, there, there's a repenting on that side. And there's a repenting on the younger side, right? There's this beautiful passage in Timothy where uh, Paul says to this young pastor, treat older men as fathers, treat young, older women as mothers, treat oh, oh, uh, um, your peers as brothers if they're men and as sisters if they're women with absolute purity. And it was the idea that the, the what exists should exist in the family now should exist in the church. And so the honor that is given to the elderly in the family should now be also expressed in the church as well. Hmm. And here's this young guy who's not, he, he's, he needs help to relate um, to uh, his, his congregation. And that's the advice he gives. Just treat him like family. I love that. I know. I, I sat up in my chair and hey, moved fine. closer to the microphone. This is why I do what I do. So, so there's a sense in which the repentance needs to happen uh, like from both groups in both directions. We have to repent of this neos view that says old is bad. Uh, and we have to we have to be trained, and this is going to take practice, particularly if you're old, if you are older, that older is a gift. You know, um, my mom is in her seventies, and her fr- friends are beginning to die. She's lost several of her siblings, her parents, a husband, and you know, it's just like depressing. Mm-hmm. And so for her, it's easy to say old age is a gift, but it doesn't feel like a gift, right? Right? It's very sad um, to see health begin to decline and. And all those sorts of things, um, you know, there is hard work that has to be done to embrace what the new normals are, right? Whether yeah. it's whether it's um, you know, and I and I'm in the middle of that too with some sure. some health stuff, and so it's like, okay, it, it doesn't happen easy, it doesn't happen overnight, but there's this renewal that's offered, and uh, what does it mean to lean into that? And, mm-hmm. and on the other side, to, to believe that life can get better if you're in your 20s and it, it's kind of like not great, or even if it is great, it, um, it's great because it's neos. It's not great because it's chaos. And so you'll actually have to abandon because if, if, uh, if all you do is chase youthfulness, um, your life will be very thin and very superficial and very shallow. It, right. will, it will not reflect newness that we're talking about. Well, it, and it seems like this disoriented mortality theology. You know, it's kind of like it's... Whoa, that's a big, that's a big phrase right there. Yeah. Talk to me. What do you mean by that? Well, it's, it's, it, it all kind of comes down to your view of your mortality. You know, if right. you are, if you fear death... And right. you're afraid of how death arrives, <laughs> and you live in that way. Yep. Then naturally, age is the like critical like straw that's going to break the camel's back. Yep. You, you just immediately assume the older I get, the more irrelevant I become, and the more likely I am to die sooner, and and thus removing me from this earth, and I have no purpose. Right. You know. But it's that's that's all about how you hold that view, and it's it just seems that if if I mean in a kingdom language in regard in relationship to eternal life in christianity you know then it's like that orientation drastically changes because we we look at our mortality significantly differently it's like no like i'm fully living now and i'm now living in my endless life yeah so therefore you are it's like no well, death death does not conquer 
you know, what, what my fulfillment is, right. You know, it's rather than every moment of life becomes captured and that becomes like a retainable for then the lives that are behind us and the lives that that's are to right. follow. Right. But it's just, that's to me, it's, it's a critical orientation. It's, it's like, if you, if you see it this one way, then yeah, absolutely. The whole, it's terrifying. It's terrifying and it, yeah. it's going to be completely debilitating. And therefore your entire idea will be, how do I get younger? So then you'll work your whole life to try to get younger. To stay young. To stay young. And ultimately, that does not conquer death. Because death will still come. It is the yeah. one thing all of us will experience That's no right. matter what. That's right. So it's like unless that concept is conquered, right. then the entire orientation of mortality is just completely mixed up. Yep. Man, you know? amen and amen. I don't know if that's any good. That's good. <laughs> no, I think it's good. And, and I think there's more to say. I mean, I, yeah. I, I think that, that this is just getting us started. And I don't even know. What, what number would you give this one? One to ten. Yeah, I think I think this one's an eight because I think it springboards okay. to other other good. nines and tens. Good. You know? So I think this is so, a yeah. good starting so point. So we'd love your thoughts. Um, we'd love your thoughts. Older thoughts, younger thoughts. Please, please respond to this one because I think there's a lot more to explore here. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I'm just, uh, I'm curious to hear what you think. This stuff has been rattling around in me for a while. Like I said, 40th birthday, I had people pray that Caleb thing over me and, um, I'm now a few, a couple of years removed from that. And so, um, it's been an interesting journey f- uh, so far. So anyway, my brothers and sisters, um, thank you. Uh, we're still planning April 20th, uh, which is National Marijuana Day, evidently. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't get the 420 association, but you know, I, I, lots of people will. Yep. So uh, we're going to do kind of a, a different style of, uh, of a live show at Villain Studios in Placentia, California. And uh, we'd love for you to join us. Andy will have all sorts of stuff up and, and ready uh, for you to sign in uh, RSVP. And that just lets us know how much Coors Light to buy and how many snacks to provide. So we appreciate that. Anything you need to add, buddy? I don't know. Okay. We're going. My brothers and sisters, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord renew you day by day. And may he give you peace in these days. Amen. Amen. Goodbye. Hey, thanks for listening to the Vox Podcast. Learn more about us at voxpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at the Vox Podcast. And now support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash voxpodcast.